All right. All right. Ready? I guess. Make it happen. Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and when I think of God as a warrior, I often think of my favorite poetry. Barry's here to tell us why the poem, The Song of the Sea, helps us to see God for who he is. And Amy Christie is here to catch us up on Mary Poppins. But before we dig into last week's sermon, now that they're finished freshening their ruachs, let's welcome in our favorite creatures of floodwater chaos, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. You Good see, day. what I didn't realize is that you were <laughs> you were referring to freshening their breath. Yes. But I was thinking their wind, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. Because no, that like, word means three different things. Our right. invisible energy? Yeah. What? Breath. <laughs> And Amy, <laughs> welcome back to Between Sundays. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, as I always. Know. Good Guys, to have you back. Thank you. Guys, this is a milestone episode. Woo! Milestone. It's a big one. It's another reason I'm so excited that I'm here. Yeah. It's you get to deal. be part of the one year birthday wow. of yeah. Between Sundays. This is our 52nd episode. What? We launched November 1st of 2017. So Crazy. here we are one year later. <laughs> Play your yay. That's what you should be playing. No, that one's good. Okay. <laughs> it was one like, more time. It was one noisemaker. That's terrible. <laughs> no, that's it's like good. the worst party that's, ever. That's actually ideal. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's the most anticlimactic yeah. little noisemaker. One everybody. year. Can you That's believe it? Did you see the email I sent a bit ago? I said, yeah. you need, it's time to take this podcast, stick it in a high chair, and let it cram its face yeah. full of cake. Why oh, is there no cake now? Year yeah. anniversary. Cake yeah. Yeah. Like a, like one, a one year, year birthday. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Why is this not like a clip show of all of our it best moments? It probably should be, oh, but yeah. I just realized it this morning. So <laughs> I'm a little late. Wow. <laughs> we could just recreate our favorite Let's, clips. Yeah. Well, because yeah. I think most of them included me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> Stop. But seriously, I cannot believe episodes. I cannot believe we've episodes. been here for a year. And I cannot believe all the friends of the pod who listen. And we are super grateful for you. We're still working on a live event possibility. But oh, there's fun. this thing called uh, Mary Poppins. that's just like smack dab in the way that we haven't been able to talk so about it. But you guys have talked for like how many hours? Count that up. 52 oh, hours. At so least an hour and a half. Yeah. Like. A long time, a lot of yeah, talking. So much hot wind, man. Hours. <laughs> so much ruach. Eighty-one hours. And those friends yeah. of the pod who have listened to all those episodes—that's a lot of your life that you've given yes. us. Hey, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. You're definitely yeah. not getting it back. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday, everybody. Yes. And uh, that's exciting. I am grateful for the show. I'm thankful for you guys, Dave, Tim, all the regular guests, all the friends of the pod who have come on. Uh, it's been a real ride. And What's your favorite moments from the past yeah, that's year? that's a good idea. Mm, good question. I just want to say, it is one of the greatest things that our church has ever done, I think. Yeah. Wow. I, I really I really think the pod has been... I was going to say, like, you know, global partnerships in the care center, no, but... I, I... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not even close. From yeah. a distant second. I just think we've, it, we've engaged a whole other group of people that I, yeah. I, I, I know you're right I don't mean the greatest <laughs> I didn't mean the greatest thing just one yeah. one of the great things that I, I think, think we're we've all, done we're all very tired yes and I'm we detecting are. like high levels of salt in the room right. which is I'm an emotional right. person extra salty <laughs> today right. sorry anyway, I'm just proud of all of you because I think yeah. it's been a great thing no it's been great well I I remember 
I guess more than a year ago when we were just brainstorming, mm-hmm. like how cool would it be to have a podcast and it could just be like mm-hmm. a conversation and yeah, we had no idea what it would be. No idea. I didn't know really what a podcast Marin was. Marin had no idea. It was her first day. And I said, Marin, what you want to be on a podcast? She said, yeah, what is it? Yeah. Well, one of the funny things, oh, not funny, it's just interesting things is that people often comment on the fact that like the three of us as like the three people who are always here mm-hmm. that, that we've got like interesting chemistry and like, it's cool to hear us. Like, it seems like we're really genuinely friends. And what people probably don't realize is that literally we are building our friendships on the air <laughs> yeah. and getting to know each other. That's yeah, true. Like that yep. you're actually experiencing the beginning of a friendship yep. over this last year. We were so. complete strangers. 52 weeks old. It's all, yep. it's all authentic is what Happy I'm trying to say. Anniversary. <laughs> it's not a show. Man. I think that's what works though is because everybody's getting to know the three of you. So you getting to know each other helps yeah. everybody else get to know you. I think yeah. you guys have a great synergy and chemistry and stuff together. Yeah. That's what I couldn't have asked for it better couldn't co-host. Work if you didn't. No, so right. it, right. and it works really yeah. well. Yeah. Marin is getting paid good money to do this oh, yeah. and uh, pay her to like <laughs> Huge us. Huge dollars. Yeah. That soundboard though, that's really, I think what this brings is the reader, that, that's what brings the, the listeners back. I think that's what needs to change in the next 52 weeks. <gasps> this is the empower money maker. Gird your loins. <laughs> you That's need to one. empower the people on the other no side way. of the table. Marin wants a soundboard. I want a soundboard. No. That you just... give us a lot of good sound bites that don't get used. You never sound bite yourself. That's yes. not true. I have some. Let's hear it. Uh, Come on. Oh, I deleted it. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Oh, I got this one. Eat it, haters. <laughs> okay. Wow. Where's the one where you were going pew, pew, pew? That one. That's what you That's need. That's long gone. Oh, see? You get yeah. rid of the, the ones that make you look silly. I would, all right, here, I would actually be interested from, from the friends of the pod, what do you want to hear more of in year two? Yeah. Season two. Yeah. Season two of Between Sundays. Mm-hmm. What do you want to hear more of? Do you want more one-off guests so you get to know people mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. grace do you want to hear more stories about whatever do you want more creative elements more music like animal what? stories animals animal noises mm-hmm. any of those things I love squirrel noises <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious so right right into what where do we well you can go to between sundays.us and there's yes. a there's a button on there so yeah let's us know let us know what you want actually i'm, gonna, I'm just going to decide what we want I know Tyler will ultimately decide. No, we're not interested. But you can shape it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think they should also share their favorite moments from the last year. That's true. Because they may be quicker at coming up with their favorites than even you guys are. But I I think that would be fun to hear what they loved Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, it started out, most people were like, uh... I could use a little less of you guys. More of the sermon, a little less of you guys. (laughs) And now it's kind of balanced. Yeah. I like, well, not that they like We're talking okay. about really nonsense, okay but they really like Barry and Marin a lot. That's yeah. definitely true. <laughs> I think my favorite moment was Alonzo Morning, your ferret, your ferret's name. I'll never forget that. Oh, right. Alonzo. <laughs> right. That's yep. awesome. That's not, uh, not a good story. Not a good story for me. <laughs> Put my ferret in a drum named Alonzo Morning and played the drums with a minute. It's horrible. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's horrible. awful. That's at really, least, really awful. At least you're repentant. I'm a different person. I'm glad. Yeah. I think my favorite quote comes from that same episode and it was from Marin. Don't tell me that you've never stretched your ferret. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's, so that was a good episode. What episode was. was that? We gotta oh, figure it out. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Come a long way, friends. Yes. Yep. Oh man. This is going to be jam-packed pod. Amy, you're here for a specific reason because if you don't know the specifics, I'm sure by now 
you've heard that there's been a lot of stuff happening mm-hmm. in and around Grace Church in the last like four or five days. So, you know, we've talked about it. Mary Poppins uh, kicked off opening night Friday. And uh, I wasn't there, but Marin and Amy were both on the show. Barry, you were there, right? Or no? Yeah. 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 And so um, then, then it all, everything changed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What happened? <laughs> is that a good setup or do, yeah. do you want me to be more specific? Um, no, you don't have to be. Uh, we were trucking along. It mm-hmm. was a great show, a great opening night, awesome audience, packed, um, lots of visitors. Um, just a great, we were, we were, we were smoking. It was great. And um, I, Marin may be able to fill in some mm-hmm. of the details because I wasn't on stage at this moment, um, but we were in the biggest, probably biggest chorus number of the show, Step in Time. Lots of stuff going on in this, in this number. Um, and I was getting ready to go on for a scene and I came around the corner. The number had just ended. They were going into the next scene, which I was going to be in. And I went backstage and someone turned to me and said, Troy's down, do something. And I, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, he's hurt. He's broken his leg. And, and I, I, I couldn't even take it in. Like yeah, I, I knew yeah. where I Register. needed to be. And then I look over and our, one of our lead actors, Troy Johnson, who is playing Bert, who any of you that know Mary Poppins, he is um, the male lead or mm-hmm. one of the male leads in the show, um, was laying on the ground. And backstage. Yes, backstage. And so I don't even really know what happened at that moment. I, mm-hmm. I know that I had to get on stage. Other people were coming in then at the t- that time, the director, the assistant director, everybody was pouring in backstage and taking him to our storage room to get him out of the way where cast members wouldn't be falling on him and hurting him more. Um, oh yeah. He was right. He was, he was right about in the to middle. Get I mean, yeah, stampeded. he was going to get, yeah, there were tons. I mean, we got 60 people on stage that are going to be coming off stage any moment now. So, and apparently when he, what had happened is he got unhooked. He had been flying because mm-hmm. that was part of the song. He got unhooked and was coming back out on stage to finish that to number. To finish the number and stepped in between two set pieces and fractured, a spiral fractured his leg. To hear him say it, he says he slipped. Yes. I, um, I mean, it, it, it's like one of those things that. Oh, yeah. The floor is slick. Accident. We're all wearing dance right, shoes. Exactly. And we're running right. fast. And there's trying fog to get from and there's point a to point tons B. of. Yes. Yeah. And mm. could have um, happened to any one of right. us. Right. Yeah. Yes. But it happened to, to the lead. A lead yeah. Yes. <laughs> who did and not have an understudy. No. No. And who had a scene in about, in about 10 seconds. 10 seconds. A, a full song. That okay. So is this like one of those, the show must go on moments? Yes, okay. So what, yep. what? You can't stop the show. You've got an audience right. full of people. At this point, nobody. Although I did think for a second, are we going to have yes. to? I, I really didn't know in that moment what we were going to do. So what happened? He's just um, not in the show the rest of the night or yep. what? And is this at the end of the show? Thankfully, yes. Okay. His biggest number, his his big pieces were done. Other than this duet that he did with, with Mr. Banks, one of the other characters. And somehow word got to Mr. Banks that, that Darren, who played that part, were not doing the song. The kids come running back to me that, that play my children in the show saying, move on with the scene, move on. And I, in that moment, literally looked at them and I was like, I don't know what scene we're in. Like I couldn't even, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wrap my head around where we were. I didn't even, I had to like stop and focus for like a second. And we went out, Dave Fackler, our orchestra conductor at this moment has not heard what has happened. Oh my goodness. So he has no idea why we've skipped 
a whole song. I'm looking at him out of the corner of my eye while I'm trying to engage in the scene with the kids and the man playing my husband and hope that Dave's seeing my eyes going, just go on to the next song, hoping that he'll <laughs> oh, no. like, understand what I'm saying. He does. Really? He picks up and just starts the song that wow. we're going into. And we finish that. I go backstage. Now Troy's in the storage room with his leg up. EMT's in there. Our guy on site, our EMT that's here on site, um, was in there waiting. His wife came. She was in the audience. Had to go find her and say, so sorry to bother you, but your husband has probably broken his leg. You need to come back. And his kids are here. His wow. in-laws were here while watching the show. Um, so while we finished the show, Troy's wife, Cindy, took him to the hospital. I have to, to say, incredible acting on the part of Darren. Yep. Who's uh, the playing actor Mr. Playing Banks. Mr. Banks. Um, again, having no idea nope. going into that scene that his counterpart would not be yeah. there. So what is, what happened there? Like, you just do the scene, you, pr- pretend he's there, or? You, no, improvise. you skip over. You just, you skip over the facts. Skip over his lines. Mm-hmm. You try to carry um, the message of mm-hmm. the scene because there was some pretty important yep. things that had to happen in that scene in order to make the rest of the whole yeah. wow. musical make sense. Yep. And the way that he just he improvised just kind of did it. and yep. yeah, That's amazing. carried it. I have heard that part. Remarkable. That's incredible. I would have and peed all, my pants. And we're all <laughs> not I would have panicked, like no panic before yeah. has yeah. ever well, happened. Well, he may have peed his pants a little. We yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah. he kept going. He kept going. Oh, it does my not goodness. appear that that is what happened. No, he, he was masterfully he was, yeah. just acting. He was just acting. Wow. And, Amazing. And, I, and credit goes to the gal, Lisa, that played Mary and the two children. Yes. That they wanted, I mean, all of us at that moment wanted to burst into tears. Sure. I mean, there was nobody Many to jump know what was happening. Yeah. Some, some were, oh yeah. So at this point, you knew. Everybody he's knew. He's not coming word back. Had, word had spread. Okay. We knew it was a bad injury. We didn't know how bad. We just knew it was bad that he couldn't finish the show. And I mean, Lisa, the gal playing Mary, had tears in her eyes when I saw her going on. Mm-hmm. But they sucked it up and they went on and they did it. And well, and, and this is emotional because not just because oh man, we were going to end the show great oh, and goodness. it's not going to end. But you're saying this is opening night, yes. and yeah. one of our leads with no understudy is gone. Does that mean that what? How many performances are yeah, there we total? Have nine we have, after that, yeah, nine more performances. We're all all of a sudden in question. Yeah, right. Nobody knows what's we happening. Have no nobody idea knows what's going to happen. With them. I can't even imagine. It, mm-hmm. So we're all emotionally like treading, yeah. you know, that line of we could any one of us could just burst into tears. Some were crying a little mm-hmm. bit, even on. St- I mean, we just nobody knew what was going on, yeah. and we're worried about him. We know we have to finish the show. We want to finish strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Cindy took him to the hospital. We finished the show. Um, What's the mood like after the show? In the cast, no one could breathe. But yeah, everybody's just quiet, just devastated. If they weren't crying, they were just quiet. Yeah, yeah. And we go out for curtain call, and we stop in the middle of curtain call. The orchestra stops, and I make the announcement. That you made the announcement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had I had a mic. I don't remember if I yeah. had my mic or you had a handheld mic screaming. and I stood mm. behind you amazed that you had the composure to deliver what you delivered. I don't even know. I don't know what I said. I just said he was he'd been injured and please pray for him and please give him a round of applause because yeah. he deserves it. Yeah. And um then after the show we were greeting people. But we all knew, at least the artistic team, we knew we had to get our heads together. We had to figure out what are we doing. And this is 10 p.m. or something, right? This is like. Yes. No, it's 10. Yeah. We're looking at 10, 10 30, 30, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So like 
Mandy, friend of the pod, yes. Lori, friend of the pod, yeah. you and a couple others uh, oh, get together. There were probably, because both of the gals, the Mary and the Mary understudy came in there too, because they're the most oh, affected right. by this. They have to know. Meantime, I had seen Troy right before he left for the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he said, if I, have to, if I have to be, yeah. <laughs> Okay. He said, oh, man. "He wow. said, it, yeah, it has a whole new, whole new yeah. meaning that it never had before." Um, That's man. low-hanging fruit, bro. Oh, yeah, come know, on, you just picked the easiest one you could find. Too right, soon. right. It is. Um, he he said to me, "I'll be here on crutches tomorrow if I have to." I mean, his intention was, "Yeah, he's the man. Is, he like he's not, been nailing yeah, it. This is not bad enough. There's nothing that's going to keep me from doing this show. He's wow. worked too hard, way too hard." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Sure." I said, yeah, you, whatever <laughs> we'll you need you to here. do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't care if you hobble your way through this entire thing. I don't care what we have to do. You're you're in. We're going to make this work. So we go upstairs and we've got all these plans. How are we? <laughs> you go- have a situation room. We do. You are we at an a situation oval room. table yep. with a whiteboard yep. yes, figuring out yes. what to do yes. next. Wow. So we had to think of two scenarios. And the one nobody even wanted to mention. If he can't come back, what are we doing? And that, that I, I was like, no, 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 we're That's not even talking about that. Like, I don't want to talk about that because I don't, yeah. don't. So our first pass was how do we incorporate him back into the show in a wheelchair or crutches? Mm-hmm. Really? How do we make that this That was the first option. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was, if he could do the show and he wanted to. My goodness. Yeah. He was in. And I know from a, just from my own perspective, I'm telling you, I would army crawl through a show before I would not do it mm. as an actor, as a performer, after all that work. There's yes. no way, no yeah. way that... So in the meantime, if I, if I clip my fingernail too short, yes. I'm down, I am down for days. Well, we that's the best example. We ever. all realize that, and hence why you are not in any of our productions anymore. Right, right. Just kidding. Um, so we were in meantime. Um, many people had gone to the hospital uh, from our staff uh, from the show to be with Troy and Cindy, and um, and we got the call that. He, it was a, not only a break, but a spiral fracture and then another break and another bone. And he was going to have to so two have breaks. surgery. Yep. And okay. So he needs, but or this, needed this surgery. is how awesome Troy is. Cause I was one of the many yes, people you were who, there. Who yes. I forgot about him. that. And from, from my vantage point, I'm driving home in a fog and I yep. just emotionally, I can't quite handle the sadness and it for him of just, Again, the dedication, yep. the time spent away from his family, the yeah. sacrifice of being the, the one of the lead male roles in yes. this production, everything that he put in to this part, to have this happen on opening I, night, my heart was broken. I was devastated and upset for him. Yep. And so I had my daughter in the car because we were just leaving the church and I just said, do you care if we stop by the hospital? I didn't know what to yeah. expect. It didn't hit me. I'm so sorry, Troy. I'm so sorry, Cindy. It didn't hit me until after I came home from the hospital that I just brought my 13-year-old up in your hospital room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hope right. you don't mind. We're just going to hang out for a while. Right. did not hit me until I got home what <laughs> I had actually awesome. just done. Um, but I brought him some face wipes because yeah, he was still in course. full stage right. makeup. Oh, wow. and, oh, my goodness. Um, the people at the front desk, you know, as soon as they saw my daughter and I's face, they said, were you in the show? Yeah. Your friend is down the hall, yeah. you know, just How pointing us in the right direction. <laughs> so I was in the room when the doctor came in with yeah. the x-ray. Devastating news. Wow. And it was, it was just, his wife said, okay, there it is. 
Like we've been holding out hope that he was holding out hope that he'd still do the 10 a.m. Yeah. Saturday morning. But when the actual news came and he saw the x-rays and yeah. we all saw the x-rays, yeah. it was OK. There it is. And immediately he starts to think of other people who could possibly fill in for mm. him and play yeah. this role. That's just to his credit. Yeah. Uh, what an I, amazing, amazing No, because in that moment, I would just be, I would be all about me mm. and how sad I am and how could mm. this happen to me. And because well, I was that way for him. You don't have to tell us. We know. We know. <laughs> I, we, I was that way for him. I was too. Yeah. I was so angry. I couldn't even pray when we gathered around the table. I did pray. Yeah. And I just said, I'm really mad. Yeah. I yeah. said, I'm just going to be all out honest, God. You know, I'm really, really mad right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell everybody here and yeah. you again. I'm just so angry. It I made can't no it. sense. Nope. It made no sense. People in in their nice and kind way and in, in their right way were trying to tell me, hey, God knew this was right. going to happen before it yeah, happened. Yeah, you don't want to hear that, though. That, and I didn't care. I don't care if he knew what it was going to happen. It doesn't make, really make it mad. easier. It didn't make yeah. any sense. No. No. All right, so we're what eleven Oof. o'clock, twelve o'clock, mm-hmm. Friday night or and we Saturday get the morning. News that it's done deal. He's okay. not going to be back tomorrow. There's now no what? way. You're still sitting around the oval table. Table. Yeah, we have. Yeah, um, we started then talking about. We was. I think we even mentioned, can we cover? And we were like, no, no, we got to call in another actor. Like, there's no covering the part of Bert. You right. we, so. Oh, like do it. Pretending he's not there. Or, yeah, just giving lines to other no, people. He opens you know, yeah. the, the whole show. Yeah, right. he is, he's, <laughs> an, he's the narrator. He's the conscience yeah. of the show. He's the one that takes you. So um, we started throwing around different names, and Troy did give us some suggestions. Um, they're doing a, a, this show at another local theater in a, in a month or so, so there's already somebody in oh. rehearsals um, and people that had played the role before. And, and uh, one of the couples in the show... Um, their son isn't an, an actor. He's a theater major and he'd actually auditioned for Mary Poppins. Um, our show. Yes. Our okay. show. And they had already mentioned, you know, I'm sure he would do this and, well, on your and, way out. Yeah. They'd met to me. They'd mentioned it to somebody else. So his okay. name was brought up and, um, and he had auditioned and he was, he was called back for Bert. I mean, he, he, you know, we knew he could play the role. He'd never played the role before. Mm-hmm. And he was currently in another production at another theater. He was doing a show at another that, theater that like he had that a lead night. part in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So chances are slim. Well, Yeah. So they said, well, he has a five o'clock show to finish this other show on Saturday it, to finish this show that he was doing. Anything goes. That's the last yeah, the, show. His last show was five o'clock Saturday. And somebody said, I might've even been me. Well, he can come and rehearse the part of Bert during the day, finish his show, and he'll be back here in time for our 830 show time no. on Saturday night. No. No. Yeah. Is that even possible? <laughs> well, that's what he did. That's what so happens. it is. That's what he did? Yep. yep. Okay. So what's this guy's name? His name's Judson Updike. He's Jim and Melinda Updike's son. And Jim and Melinda are also in the in the show. They're, so you call him at like midnight. Yeah. He knew that there was a possibility. I think okay. his parents Somebody had alerted him, him that maybe this would be happening. But so, still, they wouldn't yeah. have alerted him before 1030. Right. So what, is it, him? No, what is yeah. it about yeah. the, the part of Bert? Now I am like considering both Troy and Judson to be heroes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. What is it about this part? It's, I don't know. Yeah. Chim- chimney sweeps, man. Yeah. They just, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a special breed. So, all right. So you call him and oh, he's just was, like, I'm in. We called or, him at w- probably one thirty in the morning. That's, and he's I, that like, would be my guess. Absolutely. I'm in. Or is he, he said, like, I'm learning. I'll, I'm learning the part right now. Whoa. I'm looking at the script right now. Cause his parents had the script and he was, um, and, and Judson like, 
yeah, I mean, he, he, he had a major part in this other show. Yeah. It wasn't like he was just in the chorus of the other show. He had, so yeah, he said, I'm, I'm learning it. So then, then the pressure. So then we needed to let the cast know, here's what we're doing. We needed to let, we had to cancel our Saturday post reschedule our mm-hmm. Saturday morning show for Sunday afternoon because we couldn't, right. we mm-hmm. couldn't have him do a 10 a.m. show. Right. right. So reschedule that so he can rehearse all day. Right. And to rehearse all day, we have to move all of our we, services at our 146th yes. Street campus. Yes. campus into our other auditorium, Central our Central Auditorium. Auditorium. It, yeah, so, which we did. And we had to work around Trunk or Treat, which is a huge event that was happening at 146th Street. But couldn't we, happen outside because no, of the rain right. and the mud and the mayhem, wind advisory. So mayhem. it moved into Central, Central Auditorium, Auditorium as well. And oh we my had goodness. to stagger our start times. Because we didn't want trunk or treat people and people to come see the show coming. I mean, it would have been mass chaos if they were all coming for a two o'clock mm-hmm. event. So we ended up right. having our show start at one thirty. So most of the people that were coming to the show mm-hmm. were in the building mm-hmm. and seated before trunk or treat started it too. Okay. It was and- craziness. So Judson came Saturday morning. Uh, myself and several other people were here in the parking lot greeting the people that didn't get the message that the show was canceled and informing them that it had been rescheduled for the next day. Unbelievably great. Some There were people that came from Ohio. Oh my goodness. They were the first people that showed up. Yeah, it's awful. And they were so incredibly gracious about it. Uh, Doug Perigen, one of our executive pastors, um, brought them in, showed them the stage, mm. um, like, and they were so kind and gracious about the whole thing. They couldn't have been Did nicer about it. They, I don't think oh, they, that the schedule allowed them to come back. So, so Judson came in Saturday morning along with a lot of other people. Cast ended up coming in the whole cast at some point. I think around noon, mm. um, they rehearsed from eight thirty in the morning until three thirty in the afternoon. He left and went and did his final show of Anything Goes at five o'clock. He finished that curtain call and got in the car and drove here and was here by like 7.30, just right before curtain up at 8.30. <laughs> oh, that he is insane. He had about seven hours to cram, learn blocking. Yep. Um, now he had an in-ear too yes. that was helping him. Yep. Somebody was telling him lines and blocking, where to move and things like that. Our director Mandy was giving him cues, line cues, and Kendra, our musical director, was giving him, him lyric cues. And he was cramming between every yeah. scene. He would be backstage just cramming. How is this possible? How is oh that my possible? Goodness. I it's, can barely remember like yeah. a two-sentence Bible verse. Have, How do you remember two full lead parts in two different performances in the same day in less than eight hours? I have one recurring nightmare since high school. I might have mentioned <laughs> Me this too. on the pod before. It's this? One recurring nightmare is I'm on the stage of my high school auditorium. <laughs> it's the night of the show, and I haven't learned my lines. That's oh. literally my nightmare. I've had that <laughs> my several recurring times. Nightmare. And Judson the whole is living night, my. He was living is a living my nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but goodness! Like, and he stared voluntarily. He he stepped yeah. up yep. to just live our nightmare. And guess what? <laughs> he did a great job. Crushed did he? It. Okay, so how he did, did the performance Crushed go? It. Okay, it was amazing. Saturday and night. I I have been in shows before where we've done this. So I knew, I knew he was going to be able to do it. I know Judson well enough. I know how much experience he has. And I have been in a couple of shows, one exactly same situation. The guy got, got, had to have his appendix out. And so he was sick our Friday night performance. And we put another guy in on Saturday and he went on Saturday night and finished out the run of the show for us because the guy had his uh, 
is that appendectomy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had done that and I've done it a couple other times, not myself, but where I've been working in a, at a, at a show where somebody had to be put in very quickly. So I, I knew Judson was going to, I just knew he'd be able to do it. I just knew it. I knew he was going to be great at it. I, um, but it was, it was still remarkable. You should I mean, have, he you really should have heard the cast. I, oh I came God. in, I was here at about noon on Saturday. I came a little early cause I was preaching. And, uh, so I got to come back and like when all the cast gathered and I got to pray with everybody. And when I told everybody, Hey, guess what? One of my uh, topics for this weekend is chaos. Oh, yeah. Everybody just like lost it because yeah. it's like, uh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course it yes. is. Um, yeah, he killed it. He was amazing. Yeah. He, it was so and we were all sobbing at that curtain. Call. Yes, we were because we were so just proud of him and just gra- yeah. grateful that he would be willing to jump in like that and full like fully immerse himself in it and proud of everybody mm. in the building that day that just made it all yeah. work. It was it was really a team effort. And there was no question. I mean, that we were under attack. Satan, there was something going mm. on that he didn't want to happen. And I just kept saying, man, he messed with the wrong group of people. If he thinks <laughs> yeah. for Don't one mess second with that we're going down, that we're going down without a fight. I, but I mean that for everything that was happening this weekend yeah. and week and everything. Yeah. If he thought for one second that he was stifling us or he was going to keep us down, mm. I'm like, you should know better. Like, that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-mm. We're going to push forward and all of this is going to happen. And, you know, your plans are thwarted because we're not, we're not backing down. We're and not going to step back. It wasn't limited to just the show. No. I mean, we had oh, uh, like nine oh, o'clock, our nine o'clock service. Our drummer had a flat tire and he showed up yep. 10 minutes into the service. Whoa. He had to get a, get like an Uber or something uh, during the service, during the worship, uh, two different microphones just turned themselves off. Not the batteries were fine, yep. but they just turned themselves off. And then during my sermon, the entire soundboard went down for what? about three minutes. Barry was using his mu- I musical had to use theater stage skills. Voice. Yeah, I had yeah. to wow. use my old theater <laughs> I skills to fill the room with my with my voice. Oh yeah. my goodness! So I don't know what uh, Ephraim put it in Ephraim's in the, the only way that he could. He <laughs> yeah. was like, he's like, we were talking about the evil one trying to trying to yeah. trip us up, and he's like, you know what? I like the taste of my own blood. Yeah. Whoa, that's <laughs> a little like, aggressive. Okay. Like, like wiped his mouth. He's like, let's do this. This is Ephraim, former MMA fighter, yes. turned yeah, worship leader. Yes. Scary. Well, and then we had a power outage, um, complete power oh, that's outage right. before yeah. our six o'clock show on Sunday. I mean, like it. There, no there was yes, yeah, complete wow. power outage. Did you know Chris, uh, one of our production? gurus who was incredible he and i were talking about how inexplicable the power yep. issues were at nine o'clock and literally as we're having that conversation no, that's the power. when the power no. it is nuts yep. and the show went on but there were some we had some glitches that night because of the power outage there were yeah. sound things that were happening and mics that were going out be- and it was all because huh. of the glitch so <laughs> it was crazy so how's everybody feeling now like you guys tell me the story for, I, this is the first time i've heard the story and I'm still kind of mad about Troy. Yes. Like, I'm still, oh yeah. yeah. Like I feel that doesn't go bad. Away. Nope. The, the Troy situation makes me feel bad. It's awful. How do, how do we feel? How are we supposed to feel right now? We're praying round the clock, round the clock. I'm telling you every scene, every, especially for me, step in time. I came off the stage to 
make my very quick re-entrance onto the stage, just like Troy. We had a very fast turnaround, and that's when I saw him laying on the ground. I saw uh, Ray, who plays Mrs. Brill, scoop him up under his yeah, under armpits arms. Yeah. and just drag him off the stage to get him out of harm's way. Every single night when we reach that point, I, I, it, it takes everything in me to not cry. It's a real oh, joyful yeah. scene, mm-hmm. you know, right. so you got to, you know, skip around right. and dance on the stage mm-hmm. when I'm just remembering, oh, wow, this, this was that point. This was the point at which it all changed. Um, and so, yeah, he's constantly, everybody in the cast, um, he's constantly on our hearts. And every time he comes to mind, we're just praying for him emotionally and yes. physically. He still has a, a surgery that's impending. Um, oh really? He hasn't had surgery yet. No, no. his no. leg was too swollen, so the swelling needed. So is he just at home with a broken leg? Yeah, yeah, for a week. Man, between him and Jed, they get the short <laughs> end of the stick in the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> Jed, your appendix is not surgery worthy, yeah, right. so you're gonna have to go home for about three months. Yeah. Well, he yeah. gives a lot of credit. Troy gives a lot of credit to the EMTs who took care of him yeah. in the you know initial moments after this injury saying the the way that they set his leg was like yeah. the best possible way they could have done it and mm. the doctors were all really impressed that mm. maybe that hopefully it won't be as uh traumatic of a surgery because they did all this preemptive yep. uh work the right way so yeah no that doesn't go away the devastation for Troy doesn't go away and so it's this weird for me it's this tightrope balance of feeling triumphant and so proud of Judson and and grateful mm-hmm. for the way that he put himself out there um, to rescue our show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also still just grieving with Troy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from just being an actor, he's our friend. He's one of our worship leaders. Yeah, he's leaders, been here forever. One yeah. of our worship leaders over at the Fishers campus. Um, um, yeah. Um, Will Johnson set up a meal train for yeah. him and his family just... Hmm. And, you know, if, as if Fishers wasn't already, already immersed yeah, in such grieving. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. That's, that. I mean, I don't like, I don't always like talking about mm. like bragging about ourselves, but I really feel like the people of Grace Church have risen up in the last seven yeah. days through chaos yeah. Yeah. to really address some hard things. And one of the other hard things is there was a tragic shooting that involved the deaths of two teachers in Hamilton Southeastern schools. Right. And um, there are people at Grace Church who are directly impacted by that. There are people who had them as teachers, who have them as teachers. Co-workers. Um, co-workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they were known in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that Fisher staff and the congregation has risen yeah. to support the totally school, up. Yeah. the other teachers, the kids that go to those schools. Um, yeah, I've just been humbled. Mm-hmm. And impressed. Like uh, one, one, just one example is the YMCA and Fishers wanted to provide childcare to the parents of the kids who go to those schools because those schools are going to be closed because the both people involved were were teachers. So they used Grace Church Fishers's building, right, uh, to provide this for free. Mm. And you know, moments notice, some people may. Uh, be like, well, I don't know how, I don't know how to flex like that. I don't know how to open the doors and create the space and make sure every, you know, but they did it. And today I saw that the congregation pitched in to bring breakfast to school, to the schools because schools are open today and the congregation in Grace Church Fishers chipped in and just like brought 
breakfast for yeah. the entire staff. And they're doing the same thing again tomorrow, I think for lunch or something. But man, I am just super grateful to be a part of this church community right now. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I felt all weekend too. Like it was back and forth between, like you said, Marin, just gratefulness for everybody's willingness to to make it work. Like yeah. just um, compromise and flexibility and mm-hmm. all with love for each other. Not, I didn't hear one person say for one second, ah, I don't know if that's going to work or I wish I didn't have to do this or cause it affected every, everything. We were supposed to have a tea party that day that got, that got canceled. We're offering mm-hmm. them to yeah. come back next week, but that meant facilities had to go in a, in a moment's notice yeah. and take down all the round tables, all the chairs, and yeah. get set up for services. Not to mention mm. set up the services in Central yes. and then get ready to tear it down and flip it for, for trunk or tree right. in the same yes. room. I mean, it was just... They, those guys, and here, the the facilities team, I tried to be encouraging to them and be like, guys, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And every one of them to, to oh, yeah. a person was like, I'm tired, but you know what? We're going to get through this. Yeah. I was like, how, yeah. how are we gifted with such incredible That's people exactly at all... Felt. Yeah. All levels from between yeah. our staff, volunteers, everybody. And in the midst of it, though, you're grateful and you're you're so appreciative, but you're wishing all of these really hard things didn't yeah. have to happen mm-hmm. yeah. to make you be grateful, you know, and, and stop for a second mm-hmm. um, between the the awful tragedy in Fishers with the teachers mm-hmm. and just the just sadness of losing losing Troy in this show and yeah. the sadness of him not getting to finish what he started and worked so hard for. So you're going back and forth between those two emotions. And so I feel like I'm um, just like all over the place emotionally. And mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of feels that way. I will say uh, Saturday, like early Saturday morning, late Friday night, I started, I got a text from Jeff Unruh yeah. at like midnight, which I'm not usually awake by then, but I was and he just said, hey, do you happen to be awake? <laughs> and then I said, yes, like right away. And about 35 minutes later, I'm like, right. Hello? Yeah, like What's happening? Like, <laughs> I've been sitting here. That's a great message. Oh, uh, and so I, I think, That's oh hilarious. my goodness, something's wrong with Jeff. And so I text and him. can't talk I to call me. him and he doesn't call me. Or I text him back and I'm like, are you okay? It's one in the morning. And he said, we'll call you soon. I'm like, Oh, Am I getting fired? Like, what is what is happening? Like, he's being super cryptic. And uh, we eventually talk and we're up till like two or three in the morning or something doing uh, social media messaging and emails to make sure everybody knows. So probably not the best to have the guy who's not the best at texting. No, I know. <laughs> be the I one that's in charge you of the information. At again. Yeah, because he never checks it. Yeah. He's it's like, like, hey, do you have to be awake? text you and you'll text back and then two hours yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Yes, he'll text back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know what it's I like, asked hey, you. Hey, are, uh, are you awake? Yep. Oh, that's uh, awful. I crickets. wish you, you should have texted me. You know I would have gotten right I didn't right know back. what was happening. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I didn't know where he was. No, If I knew who he was with or anybody. Yeah, he gave you nothing. Yeah, he just said, are you awake? And I said yes, and that was it. Crickets. Nothing, you're nothing. getting nothing back. Oh, man. Oh, so it was crazy. One thing we have to talk about, which is not a part of this. We would have been talking about this regardless, but I have to bring it up. Marin. Oh, hi. The dancing. Oh, <laughs> I had, let me hear it. No idea. What's when happening? You, when, like when you. Gird your loins. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> when you described having to dance, I don't know what I was picturing, but it was it was not that. That was, <laughs> that was, and in a, in a good really way. Really good way. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Like, 
I don't even know what. I don't know what you call that. Oh my. No, it was it was really intense, very complicated. Really. Multiple scenes and numbers. I was like, oh. Yeah, you do need whatever that essential oil balm, whatever is. That's a lot of movement. Yep. And it was a lot of movement, all holy right. Holy cow. I was totally blown really? away. Really? I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, dancing. How about that? I mean, oh, you're pumped. You know, it was the most difficult thing. Learning dialogue is not hard. You know, yeah. being on a stage Speak is not for yourself. hard. Dancing is really yes. hard. And from what I've, correct me if I'm wrong, I have heard that this particular production, this is the most dancing, the most intricate <laughs> dancing that Grace has done. Yeah, as far as, as the chorus, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, so the opening number of uh, Les Mis was pretty. <laughs> Pretty dance Look heavy. Down. <laughs> yeah. Look down. We have yeah, these tough. very exotic characters. Mm-hmm. Myself, my my actual daughter in real life mm-hmm. plays my daughter on stage. Right. That's cool. And then another wonderful, beautiful young lady um, named Esther. She plays my other daughter on stage. And it's just great. We have these super larger than life, colorful costumes. Yeah. Our characters are super larger than yep. life. And we've mm-hmm. had so much fun. Just the three of us, our little scene, just yeah. kind of bonding together and getting to know one another. When I get here, I have to get myself ready. Mm-hmm. I have to get my daughter ready, mm-hmm. but I also have to get my Esther ready. Right. And so it's like, I've got these two girls. That Wait, I'm why can't they get of. themselves ready? Well, I mean, Esther does her makeup awesomely. She totally can do it. But this 19th century hair is oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a pain. Under, it's a, it's, we, there's a lot of back Combing involved. Yes, there is. Um, I don't even know but what that means. But I will means. share our one. We had one choreography note that <laughs> was repeated night after night, and you can cut this if it's too much. But um, swing more hips into choreo, and then in parentheses the word appropriately. <laughs> so we've had a blast trying to figure out what appropriate, appropriate hip swinging. Hip swinging. Looks that wasn't like. a downer at all. <laughs> <laughs> in the church. So, yeah, yeah, trying to just find that line. Yeah. <laughs> More hips, but tastefully. Appropriately. Tasteful hips. Please be appropriate. That's so funny. Well, whatever the case, I thought you you guys did an amazing job. Well done. Thank yeah. you. It's been Can't a wait. I'm going to watch the whole, I'm going to have a way better seat and see the whole show again on Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, right now where I'm poised, I can't wait to get to Thursday and do it again. Me too. I can't wait to just dig into every show this weekend. Yeah. Everything that we've been through, everything mm-hmm. that he's brought us through. Um, knowing that there's a possibility Troy might even be there, like just oh, really? giving to it, it. Yeah. everything, yeah. everything, everything we have. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so excited. You're going to be there on Friday too, right? Yeah. Tyler? I'll okay. be there. So the best part is we're going to see the best show of the entire run, yes! in my opinion, because Thursday you're mm-hmm. all coming back, you're energized, but you forget things. A couple things might, might, but Friday, everybody is on Are you talking point. Friday night or Friday morning? Oh, I'm really school show. About Forgot Friday about the morning. School, that will be a blast too. Yeah. The school show Friday is night be though awesome. will be and has been traditionally, yeah. in my opinion, the best show because awesome. it's like, you're not so tired yep. that you awesome. can't. Yeah. Well, hey, and my mom is coming in this oh, weekend yay. to see the show. Yay. So, you know, for That's me, awesome. I'm oh, yeah. performing on another be. level. Yeah, Mama's in the house. Mama's in the Jed house. Jed has sure. never so, seen me act in 15, 16, 16 years really? of marriage. So he was he was a little taken aback. <laughs> I haven't I done it. anything like this since high school. I know. So. That's, I feel like there's a awesome. joke in here, something yeah. about Jed doing something dumb and you acting like it's okay or something I, I, like that. I was kind of surprised because I feel like at home, I'm just like 
being silly and acting all the time. Mm. I come from an acting family. Um, some of my favorite ridiculous memories of growing up in my home, we had full-on actual heated arguments in song. Good. And it's I the greatest way awesome. to just operatically and yes. as dramatically as you can express what? your discontent. Yeah. I can think of some ways. Do it. It's so much fun. So much fun. That doesn't sound like fun. To me. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, uh, so one right. more weekend. One more weekend. Hmm. Let's transition. Talk about Sorry. the sermon last weekend. Uh, Barry, you preached on Exodus 15. Yeah. Song of the Sea poem. Sea yeah. shanty. Bible sea shanty. And sure. <laughs> for the second time on this pod in the year we've done the pod, I've been confused at the description of poetry. Yes. It didn't rhyme. Nothing rhymed. <laughs> what? Why are we calling this poetry? So, first of all, not all poetry <laughs> rhymes. And second, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrew poetry is just so different. It, it the, the things that make Hebrew poetry good Hebrew poetry are not things that we necessarily care about or things that we'll even translate in English. Like the cadence and the rhythm mm-hmm. and the use of repetition in certain ways. There are nuances there. I don't pretend to fully understand it, but um, it's just not what we would think of as like good old American poetry. I don't yeah. know what that would be. <laughs> but, yeah. So right. it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> but it is, it is poetry. A third of the Bible you could argue is poetry. So yeah, you could definitely get, you, argue get that. Get used to it, Tyler. <laughs> um, all right. So God is a warrior. That's kind of the big thought behind this. Like yeah, going was, into the weekend, we're like, all right, we're going to hear about how God is a warrior. And you even posted something on Twitter. Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah. And so for anybody who may have missed it, like Amy, uh, what's the big idea? <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <laughs> what's the big idea uh, behind what you had to say last weekend? Yeah. So the whole, the Lord is a warrior is one of the lines early in this poem, early in this song. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I wanted to develop that idea and think about it because the poem kind of seems like it's glorifying the like vicious destruction of the Egyptian army, which, yeah. which is fine. I guess if the Israelites wanted to gloat in all their victory, but at the same time, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because it doesn't totally match up with some other images that we have of God as, yeah. a, lo- as a loving father, as a peaceful King or Jesus, yeah. you know, it's, turn the other cheek. It that, Lord as a warrior seems somewhat dissonant with that. Yeah. So I, I figured I can't just sweep that under the rug. I mm-hmm. kind of need to develop that. And so what I ended up doing is talking about uh, how the poem understands the idea of God as a, or Yahweh as a warrior. And it got, we can get into it. It got, I got really complicated. I looked at a lot of different, like, literary forms and features and mm-hmm. the, the sea representing chaos and how yeah. the Egyptians were actually kind of like the sea and it's all we can get into it. But essentially what I ended up talking about is the fact that yes, the Lord is a warrior, but he's not fighting on a, on a theological scale. He's not fighting against humans. He's fighting against sin and death and chaos and decay. And Ultimately, then the the point is that he's fighting for us mm-hmm. against those things, and so one of the images which kind of develops towards the end of the poem is the idea that that Yahweh is also a shepherd, and yeah. so I brought those two ideas together to say essentially that yes, God is a warrior, but he's a warrior shepherd. He's not an aggressor; he's a defender, mm-hmm. and so that's essentially where I where I landed. The big idea was God fights for you. Yep. So um, 
yeah, that's, that's the, the sermon in a nutshell. Yeah. And, um, all right. So the idea of God being a warrior, how does, how does that make you guys feel? Pretty good. You, you like it. I do. You're into it. Why are you, why are you I'm into in, it? I'm in team warrior, warrior team. <laughs> why? Warrior. Why are you into it? Um, we all want a defender. We all want a protector and we want somebody who is strong, somebody who's all powerful. Mm. And as we read of this, um, over and over in scripture, Psalm 24, for example, the Lord is strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. There are aspects of his character that are very much true to who he is. Maybe we don't sing about them as often as we sing about his loving, you know, fatherhood type characteristics, but they're just as true as those loving fatherly Mm. things, his might, his strength, um, yeah, all of that. And, and I've said it before, if you have never needed rescuing, mm-hmm. then maybe you really don't understand how powerful this idea of God as warrior protector, yeah. you know, right. sword in his mouth guy. If you've, if you have not been oppressed or on, you know, on the, the underside of something as an underdog, like needing someone to fight for you, then maybe that's hard to understand, Mm -hmm. but it's helpful to just kind of picture yourself at any of the worst points in history where (laughs) put yourself on the side of the one being oppressed. You'd love these scriptures very much. They would mean a lot to you. Absolutely. And when you think of a father, I mean, when you think of that word, mm-hmm. that that means everything. That means Phil, it's all in- Phil Bender, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you think of a, of your father as somebody who loves you and takes care of you and yeah. puts you on, on on his lap and hugs you, but also would fight to protect you and would mm. would be your protector and your um, somebody who gives you guidance and wisdom. I mean, like it encompasses so many feelings. I I mean, I guess. I don't know. It's just interesting to think of how a child would view their earthly father, the, their biological father or, or um, adoptive father or whatever, whoever that father figure is in their mm. life, whoever they would consider their father on earth, um, that they do encompass all of those different things. And warrior would be one of them. I, and after the kind of weekend we've been through, yeah, I, I liked, I like both sides. Yeah. I, I, I need both sides. Until about three weeks ago, no joke, on this show, or maybe it was like after we stopped recording or something, either Marin or Barry said exactly what you just said, Marin. And until about three weeks ago, I would have been like, yeah, but Jesus is like really nice and not like a warrior. Right. Uh, And then one of you said, uh, if you've never been oppressed, you would probably feel more that way. And you probably wouldn't, it would be harder for you to understand why God being a warrior is so appealing. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about that so many times. It was probably just a passing comment that you, one of you guys made. And I don't, I don't even remember who made it, but I've thought about that so many times since then that this sermon meant something completely different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I'm like, well, of course you want, if you are the, uh, history according to the oppressed like if you're the oppressed in the history you want this you want a god that is strong like you were saying Mm -hmm. right yeah if you've ever been a captive you want to be set free you want somebody that's mighty enough to Mm -hmm. overpower your oppressor 
Right. Yeah. I think the only thing that that makes me gives me pause with this and and some of the people who responded to what I put on Twitter and Facebook they felt the same way is that this concept of God as a warrior has been used in conjunction with mm. an us versus them mentality to cause oppression towards mm. other people so yeah. for example the crusades the idea uh, that yeah. that God fights for us so we should go slaughter people that idea mm. that has been used in in history in bad ways has negative connotations for some people. So that's why mm -hmm. I brought that, that yeah. sort of that conflict up. But I agree when it comes to the idea, I mean, the Israelites singing this song and this story literally had, they were defenseless and yet they won a resounding victory against the most powerful army in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So that of course saying from that level of oppression to the, that level of victory, of course, celebrating that, that Yahweh is a warrior is something mm -hmm. that would be a good a good thing. And sadly, we still live in a culture where, where people will use attributes of God, attributes of Jesus, scripture to um, further their their cause, even when they're using it in a completely inappropriate and out of context and in a way that is not God honoring at all. Right. And that's... Mm, um, I don't know I, what you're talking about. Yeah, really. <laughs> So I think, I think people have used all sorts of things to make their own point yeah. and, and do what they want to do in the name of scripture or Jesus or God or whatever. Barry, um, can you illustrate, um, what you were talking about with the water yeah. and, um, you said all the stuff you said about water and how God uses water or how the Israelites used water to interpret, yeah. um, how God's communicating with chaos and calm and that kind of right. stuff. Can you illustrate that again for us? Yeah, basically, <clears throat> the, excuse me, the idea of the sea or the ocean representing chaos and disorder is kind of a fundamental motif in the Bible. You see it I literally the moment I figured out that this was such an important thing, I see it everywhere mm -hmm. I look. I can't stop seeing it. Um, but the idea is that there's this dichotomy. Uh, we, we think of good versus evil, but the Hebrews tended to think more in terms of justice and righteousness versus chaos and disorder and, and injustice. Mm -hmm. Those were the, those are the dichotomies. Um, and so God being a God of order, his, he's often symbolized with uh, a mountain and with a mountain, the power that comes out of that mountain tends to be a thunderstorm, but I'm not going to, I didn't get into that in the sermon. God, so God is his dwelling place is a mountain, which is stable and as far from the sea as you can get. And his enemy chaos is represented by the sea. So you see this idea of like God at war with the sea over mm. and over and, and, and God's enemies personified by the sea and uh, all of that. You see that a lot. And so um, this is a case in point, this poem, uh, I, I argued that at in verse nine of the poem that, that the author or the poet or the songwriter is attempting to make the Egyptian army sound like the rushing waters of a flood or a tidal wave. Like not that they would have ever experienced a tidal wave. So never mind. but <laughs> a flood. So it's, you know, it's, they would have, they would have had flash floods for sure. So uh, yes, there we go. So, but, and that, yeah. So, but it's like, cause when it says what they're saying is they're like, in Hebrew, it's like, I'll chase, I will catch up, I will plunder, I will consume, I will flash my sword, I will destroy. It's just like, it's just like, yeah. blah, it's breathless. Yeah. And so I argue that like they're being depicted as monstrous, inhuman, mm -hmm. you know, this force of just nature. And then, yeah. And then there's this idea that God simply breathes 
ruach, spirit, mm-hmm. breath, wind, same word, that he breathes and then the waters separate. And he breathes and the waters collapse back onto the chaotic enemy force. And that's the exact same word that's used to describe what God does in Genesis, where he Mm. breathes, the waters separate and the dry ground appears. Or after the flood, he breathes and the waters separate and the dry ground appears. So it's like when God breathes, when his wind and his spirit gets involved, chaos flees, chaos obeys, chaos is defeated. So that concept is here in this poem. And actually this morning, Tim reminded me, I wasn't even thinking about this, but the fact that um, this poem is, I mentioned this in the app notes that this poem is one of the earliest, based on grammatical features, it's one of the earliest compositions in the entire Bible. And it makes sense. This is, this is the very beginning of the Israelites kind Mm -hmm. of journey to create this poem. And uh, because it was that so early, realistically, Genesis was created, was written after this poem, which means that when the Israelites heard Genesis as it, in its current current form, and they hear about God breathing and the waters separating, they would have been like, "Oh yeah," because that's what happened. That's what he does. That's what happened at the Red Sea, mm. not the other way around. We're thinking, "Oh yeah, that's what happened yeah. in Genesis." They're thinking, "Oh yeah, that's what happened when we crossed the Red Sea." Anyway, that was yeah. just interesting. So, does that make any sense? So yeah. I guess what I'm saying is. It A, it shows God's absolute power over chaos, but B, it shows that he is at war with chaos. And even though some people choose to to enlist in the army of chaos, that's never God's desire. He's at war against mm-hmm. the chaos, not against the people. His desire is for everyone to repent and for everyone to be to return and to come to his home on the mountain. Right. And I think, yeah. So one of the one of the scriptures you used was Micah seven. Yeah. This one really stood out to me. You will have compassion. You will again have compassion on us and you'll tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. So it's not God's war on the people. Right. It's his war on the sins. Right. The iniquity, Mm. the chaos, the disorder. And again, who, what was, what was everybody expecting the Messiah to do? They expected the Messiah to come in to town, riding on a war horse to set up this huge army and just take over the world and kill everybody that was an enemy of God. Instead, he came in riding on a donkey and he allowed sin and death to kill him. And Mm. then Mm -hmm. he rose from the grave to destroy the enemy, the ultimate enemy, and give everybody on earth the opportunity to come home. It's like, eat it, haters. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. (laughs) It's like he did exactly the opposite of what everyone expected, but it's completely in line with his character. Yeah. So, yeah. You know where else he uses Ruach? Ruach? Ruach. Ruach. Where? Not he. Uh, In Ezekiel 37, in the Valley of... Valley of Dry Bones. Dry Bones. Oh, hey. He breathes Ruach into, <laughs> into them and they come to life. He's breathing the Ruach yes. well, into yes. Israel. Without right? getting way down a rabbit trail, the spirit of God in Hebrew mind is the enlivening force of the universe mm-hmm. that gives life to everything. Psalm mm-hmm. 137, I believe it is. It's when when you, uh, or Psalm 107, when, when you give your breath, to creatures, they live and flourish. When you take your breath away, they turn back to the dust. So in some ways, mm-hmm. it's like God's spirit, God's wind, God's breath is what enlivens all life. Yeah. Is it the same for Holy Spirit? Is it Ruach? Well, I don't know if 
Because it's 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 so many different things. In it's the, breath. It's spirit. It's what like vitality, like a. Mm-hmm. And well, in in the New Testament, the word is pneuma, mm-hmm. and I believe in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, that yes, ruach, which is translated as pneuma. So I assume. I assume that word would carry over. Mm. Although what gets confusing is that like in Paul, the Paul's writings, he doesn't differentiate that's always between there's no capitalization. So when he says spirit, sometimes he means spirit and sometimes he means spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes he's talking about God's spirit. Sometimes he's talking about breath, wind, like spirit. Mm. And so, yeah, it's just interesting. It's a whole there's a whole field of study called pneumatology, and that is the study of the spirit. What? Wow. Did you know that? No. I barely know ruach. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're saying God fights, but he's more he's defending his flock. Yes. Right? So yes. can you talk a little bit about the tension between uh, warrior and shepherd? Yeah. Mm. The, the whole end of the song, if you look at verses 11 through 18, it really shifts in its tone because at one earlier on, it's like crushing the enemy, destroying, mm-hmm. killing, just, they're all drowning and they sink to the bottom like a stone where they belong, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, that's fun. Not quite. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden in the, in the poem, God is, is guiding and mm. leading and planting and establishing and putting people in a sanctuary. And it's like, he's taking the Israelites like a shepherd. He's taking them through the Valley of the shadow of death and into a peaceful existence on his mountain. That's essentially the the imagery yeah. there. And instead of him and all the other en- enemy nations, the Philistines, the Moabites, the Canaanites, like instead of him demolishing them and murdering all of them in this you know, war path to get mm. his Israelites home. They simply cower in terror rather than try to lift a finger against this all powerful warrior shepherd in the, in the poem, you know, <laughs> warrior shepherd. Yeah. Well, and, and, but it's, it is what it is. It like, is. Uh, Isaiah 40, the, the, uh, this passage is so awesome. Isaiah 40, first of all, verse nine is where we get the first, one of the first examples of gospel, Good news mm. in Isaiah 40, which Mark quotes at the beginning of his gospel. Anyway, uh, it says, it, verse 10 of Isaiah 40 says, yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. You got mm-hmm. this mighty warrior image. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. It's like, that's a very gentle yeah. warrior. And yet they both are, they coexist. It's like Gandalf. Well, he's a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) He did have a staff though, right? Yeah. He kind of looked like a shepherd. Is that Harry Potter? (laughs) Oh Oh, my goodness. Get out. (laughs) No, Um, that's Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen any of them. Gandalf (sighs) Dumbledore. Or Harry Potter. Sorry. (laughs) That is a wild image. Like shepherd, shepherd warrior. Yeah. We see it in David. You know, yeah, if, that's true. If, if that's, if so much of, you know, David's life is kind of pointing toward the coming Messiah, David's killing a bear while he's out there tending the sheep. He's killing right. a lion right. while he's out there tending Not the sheep. Not for fun. To protect, to protect, <laughs> to protect, yeah. to protect flock. Yeah. the flock. Yeah. That's, that's what our warrior shepherd does too. Yeah. And I didn't get into this cause it got 
I was trying to write about this and it just got way too confusing. But then you get into Jesus and you start mixing even more metaphors into the mix because you've got not only is he the the warrior astride the war horse with his robe dipped in blood and the, the sword coming out of his mouth in Revelation, but he's also the good shepherd and he's also the sheep that gets sacrificed mm. on behalf of people. And it's like, wow, See, all these you're things. doing it again. I wanted to get up in North Indy and start, <laughs> I, I wanted to start shouting. Yeah. That was the kind of message that, I mean, well, people should be shouting. Praise break. Yes. Yes, there was a point in North Indy I was just like, ah, like a a warrior cry. That was it. And you know what's funny is here, we do have a version of that when things are particularly powerful and it's the kind of tepid applause that someone starts and it's like, and then everyone else is like, oh, wait. Come on, people. Get to shouting. I do believe that Ephraim did somewhat of a warrior cry. Was that just at he 11 was o'clock? So fired. Or was that... No, it was two of the different services. Okay. At the... some point, he was like, I want you guys to just shout louder than you've ever shouted before. And we're just going to, and he just started getting everyone yelling. Yeah. It he was, was he energizing. Was, it was. Cry loud, spare not. What does that mean? It means yell. Oh. <laughs> it's a fancy way of saying yell. We're yeah. very, we're just, we don't realize, we're so worried that someone will look at us and think that's weird yeah so we don't do a thousand I'm scared yeah we do a, we don't do a thousand different things because we don't want to look weird yeah that's yeah. how i am at football games when someone scores a touchdown i'm just like that's oh the, real nice job that's so no, that's, didn't he do great you're he supposed to do that there job. right what if we were supposed to do that here is what i'm is what i'm, I'm hearing for from Aaron, i think we are and i agree <laughs> i'm all for it it's like being at a, a concert that was good yeah it was pretty pretty good good sermon yeah it was there. all right uh, <laughs> so what I was thinking about during the sermon was what you were having for lunch. <laughs> Besides that, by the way, there were homemade donuts in North Indy this weekend. Whoa. Nice. Homemade. That's besides the point. All right. Uh, what I was thinking about was like, you know, I've never really wanted to die for anyone else. And until I was married and especially since I've been married and have a child, I'm like, people better look out if you mess with right. my family. Like right. I, I'm willing to be the, the warrior shepherd, right? Because I want to take care of them. Yeah. I want to take care of my son. Yeah, you know? what wouldn't you do to protect yeah, your son? Probably right. there, uh, there's nothing I wouldn't do. Right. Right? Nothing. Think about it. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you think of God that way, that makes it relatable. Like, oh yeah, yeah I can see why he would want to protect me fight against my anxiety, fight against these things that are happening to me or that I'm choosing. Yeah. Um, but also I can see, I believe that he is loving. He loves me just right. like I love my son and I would die for him, you know? Yeah. 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 As a protector, you yeah. love your son and you would do anything to yeah. protect him. So my new screen name on AOL will be oh my AOL. Warrior Shepherd. Warrior, Warrior Shepherd. Shepherd 42. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Warrior Shepherd 42. Uh, Amy, what did you think of the sermon? Tyler. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we no, you're not. We don't have to keep I that did part. not hear it this weekend. I'm not going to lie to the pod, yeah. friends of the pod. I'm going to be honest. They can sniff that out. They yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. They know I think lies. they can. They think, know liars. I think you'd been through enough yeah. Friday, I, you Saturday. Didn't, it's fine. You didn't need to go to church. You, you saw it. I you did hear. I heard some worship. I sang a little bit and then I had to come back over and make sure that rehearsal was going along and we were going to have two shows that yeah. day. So. Yeah. 
Right. That yeah. was that was a difficult change because we were not supposed to have two no, shows we on not. Sunday. We were not. A yeah. Six o'clock show on Sunday was was a little bit of a struggle for many of us. We, oh were, we goodness, were having to yes. pump ourselves up. Between sure. scenes, I went and laid my head down yeah. every opportunity I had. It Sunday afternoon? Brutal. Sa- yeah. Sunday night, the six Uh-oh. o'clock. It was, for me, it was both of them. Yeah. It was well, brutal. Yeah. Well, you had been, insane. You'd been, you'd Can we been talk for worship. a minute yeah. just about how insane Marin is? We are all that insane. It is not she just me. showed up at 6.50 at North Indy, at North Indy to lead worship. Then immediately left to go be in Mary Poppins until what nine thirty, ten? Yep, nine. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah, it was a long something's, day. Something's wrong with you. There's it two letters. There's two letters that you need in your life. Can you guess what they are? <laughs> N O. <laughs> I would back. You, I would back you up if you Sorry, decided bro. not to lead worship on the weekend. It's not you're doing... like I'm just doing favors for people. It's my job. <laughs> You still have the ability. I will. I will lead worship for you. There you go. <laughs> All right. You heard will, it here first. I will hold you to that. You heard what it here need? first. <laughs> what, what are the chords you need? C, G, D minor. Yeah, Just that's teach exactly me guitar. Uh, All right. Where do we go from here? That was a great sermon series. Freedom. Yeah. Now well, what's happening now? Now we are starting a series called Anything Can Happen. From so, so excited so named about it. After yeah. the song what Mary Poppins. Happen? Yeah. Uh, this we are essentially hoping that people who've come to Mary Poppins would be who are not part of grace or a part of a church would come and check us out because we are going to talk about, about what they were made for. We're going to talk mm. about um, the fact that their lives were meant to be, it's, it's going to, it's going to be kind of like, what are the things that grace cares about mm-hmm. in regards to you and your life? Like, it's a very invitational, very, yeah. Sermon yeah. series. So friends of the pod listeners, yeah. yeah. Grab your neighbors, grab your friends. It's it's like invitational and it's also meta invitational because we will be talking about the uh, next four months yeah. about inviting other uh, other people. We're going to refire the concept of your one. You'll hear about that again, mm-hmm. which is essentially that person in your life that God has laid on your heart mm-hmm. to, to know him. And so uh, we're going to talk about that and hopefully f- fire people up to want to mm-hmm. be a part of what's coming December, January, February, yeah. March. Yeah, and I think it's about time we kind of declare, here's what Grace Church cares about. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff floating around, like six broken places and, uh, you know, discipleship and all, all the, all, yeah, all the <laughs> stuff. Like, what else is there? Yeah, yeah, all the stuff that we say we care about, but it's like. Well, and finding, finding who God has made you to be and yeah, figuring out. You were out made for more, not, like not there's a bunch of stuff. Broken, well, six broken places, but how are you going to be a part right. of fixing those six right. broken, in the name of Jesus? How right. are you, go, who, who are you created to be and how are you going to work? Yeah. yeah. That was a, uh, oh, there's dad looking there's in Dave. from the window. <laughs> Hi dad. Dave's out there. <laughs> well, uh, one of the, we made a little shift in the, the pre- show speech, speech. before Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah. So I, I've get, I get oh. to do that several times. And in the past, what we've kind of done is sort of like a, and you know what, if you'd ever want to be a part of a church, right. it'd be great. If you ever considered coming to one in a Northern mm. Indiana or right. a central Indiana area, maybe grace. Right. Like mm. it was all very like, yeah. but not if it's like a yeah. hassle or anything to you, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work with your schedule this year. We're like, here's what we believe. We care about healing the broken places of the world, helping people find mm-hmm. their place in that healing. And you know what? Why don't you come back? Come yeah. back next next month because we're going to be doing a whole series. Based anything on you. can happen this so. weekend. Come anything back, come can to happen. The show and stay for service. Or I didn't say come, come back for this weekend because I was like, I don't know if people really want to come to hear me talk about 
chaos and no, I mean this oh, coming, yeah. this I know, coming I know. weekend <laughs> when we kick off anything can happen. Anything can. So happen. first topic is anything can happen when you encounter God, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I don't right. remember. Yes. Oh yeah. yes, I know. I'm not preaching for another three weeks. So. Anything yeah. can happen when you encounter God. Anything can happen when you experience community and relationships. Anything can happen when you find freedom. Yeah. Anything can happen when you discover your destiny. And those are the things Grace Church cares about, which is, I think it's about time we come out and say, this is what we declare we care about for you and your loved ones. So I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Next show, Mary Poppins on Thursday is right. Thursday night, seven o'clock. Yeah. We're sold out, I think, right? We are we are sold out. We're done. For Thursday? No more tickets. We're sold out for every single Yep, show. It's wow. over. We wow. did it. Like sporadic. Maybe How many a one, tickets one off seats. did we have total? Um, a little over 9,500, I think. Wow. Not, not including the school day performance. If you include school day, about over 10,000. Wow. So, um, but I would encourage you if you're listening and you, you, I would still possibly come a half hour before a show if you think because sometimes tickets get turned back in and yeah you never you know, know get all dressed anything, up come stand in the lobby happen. anything can happen so get all dressed up. So you might want to show hey, up and just if you see live if, in ohio make come a trip on. Oh, you no, never know saying that <laughs> I don't want by it, the way let's make sure that they again. that they like get a Nicely worded email or something, or like a that. mug, right? A, a mug. T-shirt. Yes, we're we'll yeah we're we're working we'll on we're working on some things. So <laughs> all right, so it's all we sold out. Make people happy. Happy birthday between Sundays, yes. Marin. Thank you, thank you. Yes. I'm making my own sound effects <laughs> over here now. Thank you, listeners. Thank Woo. you for fifty-two weeks of fun. Will you send us out? I will, and may between Sundays continue to be a force for good. Yes. In this broken world. Mm-hmm. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday. 